Hey everyone, Nate here with a quick update. Oktoberfest is upon us and I will be attending the greatest drinking festival of them all this week, Lederhosen and all. You do not want to miss out on the pictures, believe me. So follow me on Instagram at Nathan.Wanders for all of the pictures from my trip and where I'm at in the world. Even Oktoberfest, it's going to be a blast. Schönes Tag, tschüss. Welcome to Oyster World. Radio. Hello, oysters, and welcome to another episode of Oyster World Radio, the podcast where we broaden our perspectives by listening to the stories of people from all around the globe. It's easy to get trapped in the day-to-day routines of our personal bubbles, but there are billions of ways to live the one life you got, and it's my job to find those ways and bring them to you. I'm Nathan Lieberman, and in this episode, well, this episode is our 50th episode. I can't even believe it. 50 episodes. I went back to listen to episode zero, the original episode, before I had any clue on earth what the hell I was doing, and man, if there is any proof that you just need to get into the game to get better, it's the difference between that episode and the 50th. And to complete the perfect segue, that is the topic for today. This episode was particularly fun for me to edit since it gave me a glimpse into the pre-move me. Weird that there was a time before I sat in the Rathausplatz of Augsburg drinking my wonderful coffee or Weissenbier, but before that wonderful Weissenbier, it wasn't so black and white. And that was the same phase that today's guest, Charlie Milliken, went through. Everyone has this phase in their life at some point. The everyday just lacks direction, it lacks passion, it doesn't have that fire. Some days it just feels like you're going through the motions, and it was the same for me pre-Germany, and it was the same for Charlie as he navigated through this hazy period to become a full-time musician. I believe that the hazy period is one of the most dangerous periods of time in someone's life. It can make or break a person, and it's incredibly hard to navigate through. So how did Charlie do it? Or I guess a better way to say it is how is he managing his battle with it? Let's find out. So here it is, the 50th conversation. With Charlie Milliken. Are we recording? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't recorded, so I don't want to make any jokes that are, that are nasty or anything. You can say whatever you want. Really? Yeah. I feel like I'm on right now. You are? I know, but like, I don't want to like, like, we were like, I don't want to talk like we were talking like a Panera or whatever. Oh yeah. That's Panera bread. Right. Local plug. <laughs> Local plug. This one's free, Panera. Like they need it. Yeah. <laughs> we're coming at you, Panera. This, this one's free. This one's free. <laughs> oh my god. Panera bread. What's their jingle? Did Charlie you know? Milliken. No, what? Yep. You and me, sir. Uh-huh. Go way back. And welcome to no Oyster way. World Radio. We're gonna have a great time. As usual, and we also have a cameo from our friend Sammy Joe. What's up, Sammy? Oh hello. So can they hear her? Well, we'll find out. Hi, Sammy Joe. She's really here, you guys. She is here. really in the. She She's is here. really in the room. I'm here. She's laying on She's the floor, waving, waving and going to keep us two in line because Bro. we like to get off the rails quite a bit. But that's not a bad thing. Are we celebrating fifty episodes yet? We are celebrating yeah. our fiftieth episode with this guy. And if you guys haven't caught on quite yet, this guy does all of our music. All of it. All of it. Every single one. Well, I did the intro, but the outro is all yours. Yeah, yeah. 
So we're here with Charlie Milken, yeah, the yeah, singer yeah. and songwriter from my hometown, Anderson Township, outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. And we're going to dive into your story, sir. Okay. Because a lot of people want to be musicians, have dreams of being musicians, and yeah. you are actually a musician. So I try. Yeah. I do. You do all right. Yeah. I give you a B plus. Well, thanks. Good. That's passing. It's better. It's better than. Uh, passing, man. It's better than what I'm doing with podcasting. So. Uh, yeah, but like, podcasting is hard. There's is so it? many. Yeah, there are. There how are. many are? Well, how how many, many musicians are out there? Billions. Six. Six. I don't know. I Justin counted. Bieber. Yeah, he's he's like five. He's like, he's like all five. Yeah, it's Justin Bieber, Hozier, and then like Hozier four more times. Hozier four more times. <laughs> um... <laughs> And Clapton. That's your spectrum of music. And Nicki Minaj. That's, those, From those, Justin Bieber to Those are only, guys. what, four or five? So we're <laughs> yeah. just going to drop the last one. He doesn't yeah, yeah. even and matter. Then, like, I'm at the, I'm at, and I'm you. The, I'm the last one. You're the last one. You're six. So yep. he's one of six musicians on the planet. Well, listen. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out still. Sorry, my noise and machines are making on. noises. You know, you try to tell some people to turn off their phones, but... <laughs> <laughs> You're so popular. Is that your agent? Oh, yeah, I forgot. We, we didn't talk oh, you forgot that. about you had an agent? <laughs> no. <laughs> just, oh, yeah, I should probably I thought, we, I thought really we talked about it before. We didn't talk about it. Yeah. You have an agent. No. I'm, I'm established. You you seem to be established. Mm. She's in Nashville. She's right outside Nashville. We, have, we haven't met in person yet. You haven't met in person? No. You just give her money to get you gigs or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty nice. Email. <laughs> well, you're doing a lot of good things, but me and you, yeah, we go way back. Yeah, way let's get, back. Let's get in that way back machine. Yeah, let's let's take a little time cruise back to the second grade. So okay. you weren't. I was born here. You weren't. You yeah. were born in Michigan and moved down to Anderson. Mm. How old were we in second grade? What was that thing? Um, how old was anybody in second grade? Like ten, nine, six? Maybe less. Look it up. No, Sammy Joe for the Sammy Joe. She's our intern. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. Uh, I was it is weird. Seven. Okay, seven so like eight. seven or seven. eight range. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When I met you, and you were the new kid, I was like mm-hmm. the cool established kid. Yeah, you were the cool guy. <laughs> Not at all true. Zero <laughs> <laughs> percent of that is true. But I had a couple friends, and you. Uh-huh. I just remember being in the class. It was Mrs. Male. Uh huh. Second grade. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. And I forgot exactly what I said to you, but I was basically like, hey, we're going to be friends. Yeah, you had some weird, you had some weird friend agenda that I don't even know what was going on. I, I, had, I was up to something. <laughs> you woke apparently. up that day and you're like, I'm going to make a new friend today. You know what I was doing? I was already pre-planning my 50th podcast episode oh my God. at 7 years old. I was like, 25 years in the I need to be friends with this dude because... 23 years. Holy crap. 13 years. Sorry. I was going to say, we're not I know we're good. I know math good. Really. Math's no good. Yeah, that's anyway. why you did music. That's right. Then we got to count to four. <laughs> you only have to count to four. We can cut this out, but were you friends with Fred Walker? Yeah. You were friends? Okay, because I remember me and him were like really close. For... Yeah, we were all really close. We were in that. Uh, I don't think you were part of it. What? What? You went behind my back no. and made other friends? <laughs> I was the first one. I was there on the first day being friends with you. Yeah, but. Go behind my uh, back. Okay, anyway, continue. Oh, yeah. You're... Congratulations okay, great. on the 50th. Great, thanks for just ruining my episode. You're a good person. Luckily, (laughs) listen, I didn't know, you know, 
you're you weren't formed as a human yet when you were seven, so I didn't know what you could have been. You could have been. He like, wasn't the worst. formed as a human. <laughs> what none was of us I? Are, n- none of us are formed with our brains. Like our brains are. Okay, I thought you were like. Was I? Did I have or, like a? Yeah. Also, physically, you hadn't grown in. Like, what if you were? But was I a mutant? Dude? What was it? Who, was I ugly? I don't know. Maybe you look exactly the same. I, just, I, I just yeah. my head stayed the same, yep. and then my body grew taller. Yep. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Sammy Jones didn't say not ugly. Leave it in the... You are not ugly. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's got a good chest, guys. That's right, you're obsessed with my chest. Uh, Did you know really your shirt backwards says swap? <laughs> Did you know that? I just want to make you aware of that. Um, anyway. What were we talking about? So, we <laughs> met in second grade. Yeah. And really just kind of took off from there. We were really close friends all through grade right. school. Do you uh, remember? In the middle school and into high school. We went to the same high school. Yeah, but do you remember how that happened? Like, did you just invite me over to your house one day? And then it just, every day. I think, well, I was the only person that you knew in second grade. That's so, true. Yeah, because you came in, grade, you didn't yeah. know anybody. In sec- well, yeah, at that point, yeah. So I was the first person to talk to you, and then we got close in second grade. I think uh-huh. you came over, I don't know. We did second grade things. Yeah, um, what do you do in second grade? I don't know. Color? Probably colored. Inside the lines. In, well, speak for yourself. <laughs> I, I like was, to go outside the lines, you, you know. Oh. I'm a rule breaker. No, 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 no breaking <laughs> of the rules. You, but you gotta stay inside the box on this one. What were we talking about? More room tone. What were we talking about? Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but we did. I mean, we had we had a ton of, of fun growing up. You were one of my best friends here, mm-hmm. and we did a lot of stupid shit. Yeah, we did. Now that I'm thinking back on it, That's what kids do. One of our most famous ones was our home videos and songs that we uh-huh. made because your parents, yeah, yeah, they're musicians, jingle writers, marketing yeah. team. <laughs> just all the what is their all actual the words you know, title? Just say, <laughs> they they own their own uh, jingle and production company. Yeah, so they had all the equipment. Yeah, they had all of the fancy videos video, and yeah. mics, and we just had. A ton of blast, ton of fun. Yeah, yeah. A ton of blast. A ton, a ton of, of fun playing a with a, ton, yeah, yeah. a total blast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a ton of yeah, fun. Uh, yeah, I don't really know well, whose camera was that. It was yours or mine. We it used was, both. I think it was yours. I still have the home videos. Yeah, you do. We did a lot of. We were talking about this earlier. A lot of yeah. offensive things, too. Well, that was time. on me. <laughs> that was. <laughs> see, I was super anxiety ridden when I was a kid. When did we do this? Was this middle event. school? What? No, this was probably end of elementary school, uh, early was, middle school. Yeah, yeah, this is probably fifth or fourth, fifth, sixth. Yeah, I had blonde tips. Yeah, you did. And huge braces. Mm-hmm. I was a mess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> you looked good though. Mm. You said I looked the same. You looked the same. No, I was just without like a, the mustache. Like a rail. I was so freaking. Yeah, that was during Mustangs basketball and all that stuff. And yeah, we used, yeah all that. We also played a ton of sports together. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, as kids though, I still think one of my favorites was the Coffee Breaks video. Yeah. So we were obsessed with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. He was our idol back in the day. <laughs> and we would pretty much emulate everything he did. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we, yeah, we used to watch the, uh, like the bloopers from the yeah. Bruce Almighty. It was bloopers from Liar Liar yeah, and yeah. Bruce Almighty. Oh yeah, Liar Liar, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kicking my ass. <laughs> the goose. <laughs> the goose, the goose. Tyler Visage. And I really hope... Some listeners out there get what I'm talking about. Please watch Liar Liar and watch the That's bloopers. Right. That was in there. It was still one of my favorite movies <laughs> of all time. Of all time. Yep. <laughs> and it was just 
Well, it was just we just we fun. made this cot. We stayed up till what two, three a.m. Oh, yeah. that night before. Like, well, parents yeah. tried to make us go to bed. We're like, nah. Yeah, we and- got big plans. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I would come over to your house like every day after pretty school, much. like pretty much every day after school, and we would just you would just film. We would like write stuff out, or not like actually write it out, but we would like have these ideas in our head, and we'd invite friends over to participate in them with us. We. For this one, we did write it up. We wrote all of our ideas on a post-it note. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. So we were writers back then, too. Coffee breaks. The coffee break bloopers, we did those, too. The coffee break bloopers. Where it was like, and then you just spill the coffee all the time. And I'm going to try... It was invisible coffee. I'm really going to try to find this video and post it. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're trying to to stick to the script. Yeah, I... We... We need to find this video. I'm going to post it on Instagram or something. Uh It just needs to happen. It needs to be out in the world. Yeah, it does. it does. And then we used to watch uh, Monty Python all the time. Monty Python in the Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah. We didn't watch that all the time. Yeah, exactly. We would have, you know. We watched it a lot. Listen, I'll say it. We a would have lot. sleepovers and watch it all the time. We would watch that till, because your parents <laughs> let us stay up. All yeah. Night. My parents made us go to bed. Yeah, your parents. So I always wanted kills. to go over to your place and we watched Monty Python yeah. four times in a row. Mr. and Mrs. Leaves are buzzkills. They are. <laughs> Shout out to my mom. Shout out to, Shout out to my dad. Um, Coach. You guys are great, but you made us go to bed. Uh, <laughs> but we would do we would do the stupid yeah. things in the show. Yeah, like when if please once again, listeners, please tell me you've watched this movie. But when they were collecting the dead people, oh yeah, was it that when they were doing the chanting, hitting themselves? In yeah, the right face? after that was. Um... Bring out the dead, and then the they would throw them on the dead body. Because you you would take a dictionary uh-huh. and walk down the and walk street, up to and walk up to my neighbor's house yeah. and ring the door. and then just do the whole that. thing. Just do yeah, it. and you just were filming it. And, your head the whole yeah, time. they didn't know what to do with that. We loved canned camera stuff. I guess we, so. We, we were all more, into the spur of the moment. We weren't thinking about it at the time, though. We weren't like super on top of what we were doing. <laughs> we weren't like are super, you serious? Super aware of like what I was gonna say. This is like. Highly produced, mm. thought about, scripted stuff, Charlie. <laughs> this isn't just some... My bad, I'm misremembering <laughs> all this stuff. No, we had no idea it was what we were doing. We had no idea what we were doing. It was doing. the best time, but... <laughs> it was really fun. It was a fun time. Um, sports, too. Sports was a big part of our past. Sports uh, was a yeah. big thing. We played yeah. basketball and baseball pretty much every winter and summer. And then you'd go off and do your highfalutin football shit, and I'd be like, hey, Nate, come back. I want to be your friend again. Yeah, but I was too cool you for were, you, you were when I was good. playing football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Breaking your knees all over the place. And... Yeah, I did break a lot of my knees. Um, all of my knees. All of, all, all all the of knees my you knees. had. All of yeah. the knees I had, I broke. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was good. It was fun. Both uh, of our dads coached. Yep, our dads coached us until we were into college. Yeah, until we were into college. Yeah, but the problem was they would talk so much uh-huh. after the games. So the yeah. game, a, a typical baseball game, especially when we were playing at a higher level, was like three hours. Sure. And then they would talk longer than the game. Yep. Afterwards, uh-huh. about who knows what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can you talk for four hours? <laughs> 50 times in a summer. And then, and then they'd, they'd, and then get, they'd go in the, the car and call and each other. they call each other or they'd like stop each other on the way like while like my dad's in the car and your dad's like walking to his car. They'd like talk, you know, just, ugh, it was like, it was a long time. Yeah. That's so we had to find something to do. And we, we got pretty creative with the games that we had to play. Because obviously, if you're doing math, 50 times 
four hours. Wait, it's wait, a lot wait, of hours. Hold on, hang on. Two million. Two million. That felt like two million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt like Wait, two 50 million. Fifty times four hours for the game. It's two hundred. It's two hundred hours. No, I know, but That's why? It, but... Why for four hours? Are you? Uh... Well, they were talking four hours after the game. Yeah, so... It wasn't even playing the game. <laughs> it was four hours of talking hours. after the game. Yeah, yeah. It was a seven hour trip for a or baseball it's a game. Double header, man. That's like ten. Oh hours. god. We, we did a lot of those too. We did a lot of those too. But we always come up with really weird games. Yeah. Yeah. One of my one of the most simple my favorites is we just find hard objects and try to throw it past each other and then yep. present to block it. <laughs> that was one of the better ones. That was one of the better ones. <laughs> or we would try to put it just out of reach so we'd have to make some diving play sure. to our left and right. And then we'd yeah, be like, yeah, safe or out or what was that game? Was that, was that the game? Yeah, the safe or out. If you got it past uh-huh. you within arm's length, yeah, yeah. you were out. But then there was like some weird gray area where we get into <laughs> we like politics we and went. lawyering. Yeah. Like, no, no, that was yeah. obviously 50% outside of the regulated arm length that we've decided upon. Obviously. Yeah, we were, if it pleases the court, your honor. Yeah, broke your hand, too. I just realized. I broke my, uh, this part, the thumb. I never knew that. Not, is this your thumb? Is He's pointing thumb? to his pinky finger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I. I don't know if I full on broke it, but yeah, we were just throwing a baseball around or something after a game or something, and, and it was not fun. No, I never knew that. I didn't know that you broke your hand. Oh, well, during thanks, our thanks for taking an interest. Well, we. True. That's fair. I'm ignoring that's you. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> it uh, is not. Come see, on. See, that's what friends do. You were a good guy. I was all right. Mm, you were still forming. <laughs> As a, you were forming as a then. human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we know. Uh, sure I guess we social were. skills weren't my strong point back in the day or Dude, something. No, but it's okay because awkward is in right now. Yeah, that's why we're cool now. We trendy. talk about that all the time. We do. It's super trendy. I'm really banking on the fact that trendy. Well, we're all going someplace then. Yeah. You're going to Germany. I am going to Germany. Anyway. I know. It's pretty crazy. How are you feeling, bud? You trying to switch podcasts? No, 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 no. It's going all right. It's they uh, going. Did they know you're going to Germany, right? That's true. Okay. Yes. Um, Congratulations. It's cool. It's a whirlwind. Yeah, a whirlwind. And I'm glad I get to it's spend a, a little bit of time back yeah. at home mm-hmm. with the old family. We're gonna party sure. like it's 1997. <laughs> we were five. Hmm? Should we pull out the cameras and start recording idea. again? So cool. <laughs> Kool-Aid yeah. and popsicles <laughs> and August in Cincinnati. Do you remember we used to there was one time when we went to a like block party or something and you I was super picky eater and you tried to like get me to eat all this food and we got in a really big fight. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. Of course you don't. But Not at all. I, I barely remember this, but it was you, sure. you were trying yeah, to get you barely you remember it. Try, <laughs> brought yeah. it up right away. It's written down in my in my journal. <laughs> That's all the things Nate's done terrible <laughs> to me. <laughs> they I, I, did something bad to me again today. <laughs> He doesn't like my beard. Uh. August, August 11th, 2017. Nate makes fun of my beard and then again. I write a song about it. Oh, oh happy ending. So, so a lot of your songs about me. <laughs> yes, they're all about you. Oh, wow. I'm flattered. Um, oh, Ooh, see, this is this one. I hope She's you can hear Sammy. It's, um, not, it's not shave me. It's not shave me? No, no, it's not really shave me. Anyway, anyway, so we had we had a lot of fun uh-huh. growing up. We were pretty much together sure. all the time, all the way yeah, through yeah. high school. Holding hands, best friends. 
Best friends forever. Best, Best friends forever. forever. Best friends forever. Ding. Um, a lot of that was we would talk SpongeBob after. We did talk about SpongeBob practices because it's great. Currently, every t- every day. Oh, oh, yeah, I thought you meant like current episodes. No, just in general, it's yeah. great. General, it's great. Generals are great. I'm glad we established General, that. General, great. I'm glad we really locked that down. <laughs> well, I don't know what the boundaries are here. Like, what are we supposed to talk? <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, was I supposed to be doing something? Is this my podcast? <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, so, okay. By the way, SpongeBob is great. We, we, had, <laughs> For the we obviously, and me and you, this is pretty much how most of our conversations go. Yeah. We, we, we talk about the good times, we talk about the old times. We can't talk about anything seriously about, for more than like for more than five seconds. Second. But yeah, yeah. now that I have you on, we're going to. But, yeah. So, like most people, high school, everything was a little bit, was very structured. And uh-huh. you get to this point in your life where um, you're really trying to figure out what you want to do. So we now know that you're a musician at the end of the road. Yes. But how you got there was very convoluted. There's a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then all of our friends went separate ways. We started going to college. I went to Columbus. Everyone's starting to go off, go to college. And you decided to go to NKU and you wanted to try it for the baseball team. And you didn't quite make it. One, because it was really freaking highly competitive. Yep. That year they went to Division One. Yeah. So they're going so, to Division One. Yeah. yeah. There was no scholarship offers out of right. high school. And you had to try to do it the hard way. Yeah. Um, so what, and then after that, you know, you didn't quite make the team. And you, I mean, baseball was such a big part of our life. Mm-hmm. And you had to change gears, apparently. Yeah. So what, what, can you kind of take us back to that point in time where, I mean, like it seems like everything up to that point was really structured. Through yes. school. Yeah, we did, we were doing the sports followed this path where we thought it was going to work and then for you it, it didn't very early sure. so what was going on in your head um that i was uh i guess i just didn't know what to do i was um are you talking about before the because when i because i also tried out for music at that school at nku for vocal performance right but, uh so there was two roads. Yeah, I also you did. You were doing vocal performance, and then you tried out for baseball yeah, yeah. at the same time. Um, yeah, I didn't really know what was happening at all in life. I didn't know what to do, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like uh, a lot of people run into that. Yeah, but, but I mean, who, who's supposed to know what they're going to do? Right. Nobody who's that age knows that they're not supposed to know what they're going to do. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and I think this has been a common theme, too. A lot of people on the show have talked about this yeah. point of, hey, you're 18, about to go to college, figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life. And obviously... That's what college is for. You're not supposed to know freshman year of college. Right. Like, you're supposed to go to college to figure out what you want to do. So in those four years, at the end of it, you know what you want to do. When you're a freshman, you're not supposed to major in vocal performance and then go try out for the baseball team and not know, you know. So vocal performance, what happened... With that, so when we were talking before, you yeah. you declared for vocal performance that yeah. you wanted to do that freshman year, and apparently, from what I learned from both you and Sammy, uh-huh. is that it's hard as shit. Uh, yeah, it's really hard, and there was a, you had to try out um, to get in, to even be considered to be, like, major, mm-hmm. and I had this piano coach, and we, like, learned a bunch of songs, and so I... 
I got in as a, you know, but, um, but yeah, it was rough and it was all classical music and all stuff that I didn't really have a grasp on, um, stuff that I wasn't interested in. I mean, you know, so yeah, it wasn't the fun. It wasn't fun. <laughs> it wasn't, uh, it wasn't what it was supposed to be. Yeah. It wasn't what it promised almost. Mm-hmm. Would you say? Uh, yeah. It wasn't what it, it wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't the kind of music I wanted to do. That's not what I thought music was. You know, you hear stuff on the radio, you're not thinking about Mozart. Right. And what he did. Right. So you're going to vocal performance because you love yeah. music. Uh-huh. You want to make your own music. You get in. Yes. That's not that's not in my head at that point. I'm not thinking about my music. <laughs> well, okay, but you wanted yeah. you wanted to do something with music. Um, you I like knew music. I knew that I my family was in it, so I was surrounded by it constantly, and that was kind of the. Hmm, do I want to say easy or comfortable way to go? Not comfortable because it's not comfortable, but. It was the right direction. It was the familiar direction. It made sense. Yeah, it made sense. Thank you. So, yeah, and I can see where it's something that was supposed to make sense. Yeah. You get into vocal performance Mm -hmm. school at NKU, and all of a sudden you hate it. Yeah. What was that like? I hated it, and I... Oh, um... Well, I mean, I... Once I, once I realized you could not go to a college class and nobody gave a shit, that was the possibly the worst and the best day of my life. <laughs> because it was like... <laughs> Both at the same time. Well, at first, it was... At, in hindsight, like on the day, it was the best day of my life. Now, yeah, it was the place. worst day of my life. Because I realized, oh, I don't have to go to school and nobody really cares because you're paying them. So, yeah. It, and then I, I just... I wouldn't show up. Like, I would I'd take theory and all that stuff and I hated it so much and I wouldn't go. And then... Um, during this time, I was like having these huge arguments with my parents because I didn't want to go, and I was skipping school, and they found out, and then you know, it was uh, really like, what am I doing? Kind and of at the thing. time too, you were living at home, and, yeah, I was because NKU is really close. And I trained all my life to be in sports and to be around sports, and right. I didn't know what it took to do music, you know. But, and this might come later, um, it's the same discipline, you know, it's just a different. Yeah, uh, aspect of life. But that's so true, though. You yeah. were you were training, sure, and we did sports a yeah. lot. Summer, all seasons, we Fall were either ball, yeah, playing baseball yeah, yeah. or playing basketball, and right. I was playing football. And then all of a sudden, you tried, and then it got kind of cut up for underneath you, and then it cut out from your life entirely. Yeah, all it, of a sudden it was just gone. Well, and yeah, and it's yeah, and that, and that's like one one of the things that. Um, my dad would say when we were like drilling sports so hard, he would say, this is not just for sports, this is for life. Like you have this now for life, you have the discipline to do anything now. And so it's just about not getting comfortable. Like for me, this is jumping ahead, sorry. But right now it's just about doing uncomfortable. Like don't get too comfortable ever. Cause you know, you could not be, you're fortunate enough to be able to do this right now, but it could go away at any point and if you want to ever grow you can't just stay in your comfort zone the whole time you have to get outside yeah and that's the wise charlie coming out well yeah but it's still hard because i still again i fail at it every single day right and but now it's just recognizing that you that this is what it is and this is what you have to do to change it and this is hence the nashville trips going to virginia all that stuff um agent Um, right it's all change it's all change for the good you know it's all risky but it's it's a it's it's a good risk you know right 
Uh, and back in this time, though, you probably wish that you knew. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> because, yeah. well, I can see why it, even college at Ohio State, I had more of a set direction, which helped me, but it was still right. complete chaos and completely yeah. different. And I couldn't imagine, well, this is something that I wanted to do, and now I... But you didn't hate it, though, right? Like, engineering. Like, your freshman yeah, year engineering, it. you were just kind of like, yeah, this is kind of what I was expecting, right? Yeah, and the people made it. Sure. For me. Yeah, um, that's true. The, that was probably my saving grace, is I had a good Well, listen, I mean, I, you know, we're still friends. I met her. That's uh, at you and Sammy first, met? First day of, or was it, it was like a first, one of the first one juries. First of, days, yeah. Uh, of classes. Um... But also, yeah, I was very picky about friends back then. But but it was just kind of, it, it seems, this would probably hit me like a freight train. Like everything that I thought, because you did a lot of music back in high school too. You did a lot of performances. I did. Um, you sang a lot. And then all of a sudden, all the things that you were good at, you've been training your entire life, now have this doubt that they might not work out. And I'm sure uh, that was probably well, pretty still hard. still might not work out, but... Uh, <laughs> um, that's always there. Well, that's, that's a impending, relative term to of what threat. you make yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Make it there, sure, yeah, right? yeah. So, but uh, yeah, exactly. Like, who says what? What's what making it is? Right. Nobody. Right. Nobody. Um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> so this time, yeah, this time where the the two things that you did uh-huh. your entire life are pulled out from you, and it seems. That would be hard. That'd be hard as hell. Yeah, and it's, so where where were you mentally, and what were you able to cope with it? Did well, you go in other directions? What happened? Uh, what I found out. What so after I, I I had the worst tryout for NKU, and this is for for baseball. For baseball. Yeah, yeah. For baseball. Um. Yeah. Sorry. And I. You know, I didn't know if I was that serious about it after all that work and stuff. I was like, I love summer ball and stuff that we would do and all that stuff but but I just it was going D1 that year and it kind of seemed like I don't know it, it was a lot of, of work that was also a lot of work you know yeah but um because D1 that's a full time job right yeah you don't yeah. you don't have time for music if you're no. gonna go that's I'm pretty sure I had that conversation with my dad he was like yeah if you're gonna do this you can't you can't play guitar you can't you know go out you can't go after both of them seriously yeah don't half ass two things half whole ass one thing Ron Swanson Yes. <laughs> I forget the question again. It was, uh, yeah, it was, so music, I got this teacher, uh, she, I, I said I want to try out for vocal performance at NKU, and uh, we re- rehearsed a bunch of German songs or whatever, and... Uh, so you had to be, you had to do songs yeah. in different languages. It was, sure. It was once. not, yeah, she, she stayed in it longer than I did, but... I did, I was singing in French, German, Spanish, uh-huh. You were singing French, German, Spanish. All at the same time. It was rough. You had to learn all these. and yeah. some like Celtic and like Russian at the time. And there were also these, was this with the, were the juries in front of like. The juries were just in front of like like the head of the department and the vocal yeah. faculty. But what was the ones where it was recital in front of the review, students? That was, that was, that was a, oh, that's right. Recital review. That um, was a class that you had to take for seven semesters for zero credits. A class you had to take for seven semesters for zero credits. You had and, to take yeah. it as part of your major. And we're all and we're all nervous freshmen, whatever. Yeah. Like we're all just like, good uh, lord. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we and then all the people who were watching it had to like write our reviews of it. So this is real rigorous. Yeah. And then you have this. Oh yeah. Doubt in your head that this is sure. maybe something that you don't want to do because you're not well, yeah. liking it. Because I'm not doing 
the version that I want to do of music. You know, right. I'm doing it all. And they're it's telling weird. you that this is what yeah, music's yeah. supposed to be. Um, so it must have been kind well, of confusing. It was all with you know, the. It is for that field. It is for that yeah. field. Yeah, exactly. They, like they weren't like this is all music. They were just like. Music and want to be in symphonies all the time. Then that's your life. <laughs> and there were, and there was also this like um, jazz and. You get like, pigeonholed into either classical. Or yeah, jazz. yeah. You time. would you would get pigeonholed into, and there was no. But yeah, yeah, so all the it seems like there was a lot of change in yeah. Uh, things that you you weren't expecting, while also having this doubt of that's what you wanted to do when you were probably pretty certain that you wanted to either go baseball or music, and then you're like, whoa, shit, I don't know. Especially at this time, if you're like going back to what your mindset was at this yeah. time, you'd probably didn't quite like trying to understand all, all the changes that were coming at you, and then trying to process the doubt in your head. Probably pretty hard. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, and I still wasn't one hundred percent sure of of anything. I was kind of in the mode of um, going with whatever's convenient, you know, with whatever's right in front of me. Um, I'll go to NKU if it means I can live at home. I'll you know do music because my parents are music. It kind of follows the same path, you know. I don't. I wasn't really thinking one hundred percent for myself. Um, and where were you at, kind of mentally? With were you okay with that? Were you did Again, you have some drive somewhere else? No. Or did it, was it weighing on you? What was going on? Um, no, I don't think I really had a, uh, uh, a place to go then. I didn't know what I wanted, you know? But mm-hmm. I like really, and I wasn't trying for anything. I, wasn't, I didn't know that I wanted to do this kind of music or do what I'm doing now. Uh, I was kind of floating and living here and life was comfortable. It was, but it wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are stuck in that spot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, they shouldn't be. Right. You know, you shouldn't, again, you shouldn't have to know what you're going to, you want to do, but. So you're floating. Uh huh. You're kind of going through the motions. Sure. Doing what's convenient. Skipping school. Skipping school because you hate it. Because <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst ever. Yeah. And on top of the, the music classes, you take all these like core remedial, like, oh, reading class and math class and whatever. It was just all. Just all stuff that Awful. you didn't care about. Yeah, yeah. You, d- you ca- did not mm-hmm. care about it at all. So if you don't care about something, yeah. anyone's going to not want to freaking do it. Yes. For sure. What's funny is that the first, I was telling you about this in, in psychology class, my freshman year, I wrote my first song. And yeah. we actually did that song. We, we recorded that song, and it's very uh, cheesy and poppy. But yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> so I, I was thinking about music to a point, but I wasn't like, oh, I want to write songs and be my own musician. And, right. And like, so what? So you're you're kind of floating along, but uh-huh. how did you get out of that? Um, because we talked a little bit about your fallback. You, this is kind of the time period where you picked up the guitar, and you just started playing, because yeah, you just started playing, right? And then with no motive or anything. Sure, just, it was fun, yeah. which is what it's supposed to be. Um, it was fun, and that was where we're on 2011, 2012-ish. More of that. Um, I my brother and I went to Brown Mackey College because we they had an audio video production cl- uh, class there, a two year degree there. And Brown Mackey is a small college. It's like a Cincinnati. small like uh, yeah right. trade school kind of. Okay. Not really. I mean, maybe they did like nursing and and uh, audio video production and stuff like that there. Okay. But 
uh, yeah, we we both decided that this was this sounded cool and it sounded more closer to what I wanted to do than classical music. Okay, so there was like a point where it came back yeah, almost a little bit. Almost a little bit. Almost a little bit is the right correct term. Yeah. And maybe that was like just enough to be okay. Maybe the music thing could actually. Maybe yeah. I wasn't even thinking that far. Like I wasn't even thinking I could make do anything with this. You know. But yeah, it's uh, went there for two years. Uh, twenty twelve, twenty fourteen taught me a lot about uh, how to go about uh, running a studio and audio production and stuff like that. Engineering things like that. Uh, this is all on top of stuff that I've learned from my dad, but. Yeah, in 2014. Well, the the floating period is yeah. such a dangerous time. And that that was during in that period. So many was, people's yeah. lives. Yeah, and Brown Mackey was yeah definitely. That period. And I mean, I give you credit for even starting to reach out because a lot of people get stuck in ruts and cycles. And yeah. I mean, this is where a lot of drug abuse happens. This is where because you're bored. And you're stuck. It was and you don't know what to do yeah. in your life. You don't have anything that you're working towards. <laughs> and um, yeah. would you say that music was kind of a prevalent force to kind of break you out of that, or? Well, um, to break me. Was out it a of part that, of the the floating? Um, or I see. I don't. I don't know. It all seems so blurry. Like I really don't. It's a. It was a different mindset that I'm currently in. You know, it was mm -hmm. different. It's like, um, well, I, I was living here, right? So you're going to school, living here. Yeah, still going in Cincinnati. Going to school, living here in at the same house you've lived in all your life. Yeah. You're like, I don't have to have any kind of, you get you get comfortable. Again, you get like, almost like, you. Oh, I don't have to have a job or anything. I can just, my, my parents will take care of me. It's fine, whatever. I can just live here and I'll live here forever, you know? It was yeah. almost, almost like that. But, and that, that's what made it scary too. Right, and and also when when I went there, it was like the teachers were great and the students were less great, and I, we, me and my brother were like the two that that kind of knew what we were doing, and so we were kind of like, oh wow, are we? Is this what? Wow, we're good at this. Yeah. Well, wow, wow, we're good at this, or, you know, we we were only good at this because of of uh, I'm pointing to nothing right now, but my parents are right down there, <laughs> so because of them. Pointing to your parents downstairs. Because they're yeah. every single day. I'm hearing jingles. I'm hearing hooks. I'm You've hearing been around music songwriting. Your entire life. I'm hearing all that stuff. So yeah, we were kind of like it was not easy, but it was easier mm -hmm. for us. And then we got the degree, and um, through that time, I'm starting to gig more, once or twice a week maybe. And and uh, I think that's a pretty important transition, though, is when you and I remember uh -huh. your first gig. Yes, I remember going. Yeah, and Sammy helped set it up. Yep. And it was in a Starbucks. She told me that she was, she's like, hey, I'm playing this, I'm playing music at the Starbucks. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? I don't think I was like, what do you mean? I was like, <laughs> I was, I think I went or something. Like, what a weird concept. Yeah, what a, what, what? I think. I uh, get to play music in front of people <laughs> at a Starbucks. For money. For money. Uh, and then, and then I think, was, was that the one, the first one that I went to, was that the one I played on? Yes. Okay. So then I, I played a song or two with her. Yeah, we did. That's right, Glenn Hansard. Shout out to Glenn Hansard. Uh, we did Falling Slowly, um, and then I think maybe one other, maybe like Lucky or something. 
Remember we would go in the hallway of NKU yeah. and we would like play and like sing together. Oh, so you would uh, you yeah. practice in the hallways so, of NKU. This, Were you nervous as hell? This was your sure. first gig. Sam, you did this before, Shh. right? Yeah, how long were you gigging before that? Since my sophomore year of high school, just kind of on and off. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of since sophomore year on yeah. and off. Was, um, just something that I really sophomore wanted year. to do. And, then, and uh, who told you about that? Sorry, but this is all about Sam. Probably Sammy. my dad. Oh, really? Okay. He played at Starbucks a little bit. Before. He played at that Starbucks? Yeah. Okay. He's, I he, love the little like, random stories. Yeah, yeah. They're always my he's favorite. He's a metal musician, right? He currently is. Currently is. Yeah. He's a metal musician that played at a Starbucks. Yeah. Well, at the time, they were playing kind of like more country It was like a acoustic. Gotcha. Okay. No, I would have loved to go to, yeah, I would yeah, love yeah. to go to that Starbucks, though. Yes. Yeah. They're playing death metal to my chai latte. <laughs> oh. It's <laughs> a good song name. Chai latte. Ooh. But, <laughs> but yeah, I went to one of her th- her gigs and and her parents were there like helping her do it and and it was like really all yeah, kind of like, like out, they brought out the big amps and stuff. yeah At the she time, was like I was still really pursuing this as a career. And you just like it's just one of those things you you see it's like one of those things where you see like when you if you go to like a coffee shop or something you see a performer there but you don't really think how they got there. It was just like it was just kind of you just did what you just kept going with your life. Maybe. That's what it kind of was for me. I was like. Whoa! They will let anybody do this, <laughs> and I Makes had her. Like I wasn't that good. Yeah, they let anybody do it, <laughs> <laughs> including me. Just any old. Shit. But, uh, oh, but I, did, I didn't know. I thought it would be harder. Like, just somehow be harder than that to get that. So she's yeah, like, she's like, yeah, you gotta learn. Like, you gotta learn like sixty songs. I'm like, what? You gotta fill two hours. <laughs> you just so gotta then, fill up two hours. Yeah. So you wanted the gig, but you're like, oh crap, I gotta. Now I got something to do. Like, oh, I wanted to, I wanted to play different music. I didn't want to play classical music anymore. Yeah, I didn't want to sing like classical in Spanish and German and yeah, yeah. whatever and, other uh, languages classicals in. Just the Bieber. It's right up your wheelhouse, man. Oh yeah, um, totally. <laughs> featuring Hozier. Um, so yeah, I didn't really know. That I, and then they were like, yeah, you got to audition. And they got, it was really weird because they were like, yeah, yeah, come in during the day and one of us will be like in the, in the audience, like working for like Starbucks. And then we'll, 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 tell, we'll tell them if you're good or not. Like that, that was the audition process to play at that Starbucks. Do you remember that at all? No. Someone working the, there listened to you and yeah, they were like, like oh, they're good someone anonymous, like some customer or something was like, hmm. and like, so I went and played. I played for like a half an hour or something, and then I left. And then they like emailed me and said, "Hey, you're in." So it was really. Oh, that's so. I know. Weird. It was like, and... Why wouldn't they just come up to me and say, hey. "Welcome to"? And this my... is your first gig. So what? <laughs> you, that was just you, the audition. But then the next time was. Okay, so that was the audition. Was this the first time you played? In front of people. In, yes. in front of people, and this is the first time you yeah. played guitar in front of people. You had to go in there and just not know what the hell was going on. Yeah, I'd done some family reunion stuff, you know, as as kids do. But yeah, yeah as far as uh, getting paid to play to strangers, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, and I and I remember playing like um, that Katy Perry song E. T. <laughs> remember that you song? You played that. Yeah, oh remember that? Gosh. That was so weird. I do remember that. But and then like my parents came and they like filmed it and stuff, and it, it was. Uh, yeah, so everyone was filming it. Everyone was. And then, yeah, the first gig was when, like, 30 people showed up. I remember we were in a so, big... I, I don't even know how I got the word out. Like, I, I don't even know how that happened, but... I remember the friends all scrambled the troops. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, we all right. came in and we yeah. started... We, we were pretty ridiculous. Yeah. We I remember... Just yelling at <laughs> remember, you the whole time. I remember I was going, like, during a break or something on that gig. 
I was going to the bath, walking to the back in the bathroom, and I passed you, and you're like, "Hey, man, this is so awesome! It's totally happening!" And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> I was more excited than you yeah, were. I know. <laughs> I know. You were like, you were like all over it, but yeah. You broke your string too. And I broke the string during the middle of it. Broke a string in the middle of the song, and then uh, had, stopped had the to song. stop. Had to stop the whole thing. And one of our other friends, Ricky, came up and uh, helped me and like made jokes in between and like. That's yeah, right. He did his little comedy act, <laughs> or just was Ricky. I don't know. Yep. He just it's was Ricky while you restrung your guitar. What was going like during that whole thing? Uh-huh. What was going on in your head? Because obviously, like I was like, I was like, come on, you're a big gig person. You're probably yeah. like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. That's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I broke a string. All right. Yeah. Guess I just have to stop and restring it. Uh huh. I'm singing. Which, I guess I'm singing. Which now I don't. <laughs> Go right through it. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know. I, I liked it. I liked playing that kind of music. It was fun. So you just, this started to pick up more and more too. So you, you got the first one. You started doing more. You got your degree. Yeah. And, and all during that time I had started to get more coffee shop stuff and like these house gigs where I would play like once a week down at like for years, I played at this place in Crestview Hills um, at a bistro. It was mm. like like once a week or even twice a week. I would for three hours. I would just go down there and play, and that's how I got good. That's how I started to get good. It was like all those hours and hours and hours. And you so know. you started getting all these hours, and you uh-huh. it seems like you were just doing it just because. Yep. You weren't really focused on the music yet. You were just doing it. I was. Yeah. And one thing was kind of leading to the next. I was doing it because I didn't, I didn't, maybe I just didn't know how to write songs or something. I didn't know that that was a way to, you know, make you be your own musician or something like that. But yeah, I, it was fun. I liked uh, singing and it brought back all the singing stuff, which I like. I liked from high school. And yeah, and it was, it was, it was cool because that's really when I learned how to like read a crowd. Like, like just as far as other musicians will tell you about this too, is like you, you have, I have 400, 300 songs that I, that I can pull out of cover songs or whatever, depending on how the crowd is, you know, whatever, you pull it out. and So yeah, and during that time I'm starting to get some birthday parties and private stuff and it's, it's all... Uh, yeah, so, but it's still kind it's of... It's all forming. You, was this still in the just, floating just like phase? Just being a mutant. To, <laughs> that's right, I was still forming yeah. into a human being. Like yeah, you were forming into one, a butterfly? music yeah. thing music person. Butterfly. Music thing person. Mm-hmm. Butterfly. That's yeah, what I call you're, it. you're yeah. forming into a That's butterfly. That's my business card. A musical butterfly. <laughs> musical butterfly. Caterpillar Charlie transformed oh, into musical like butterfly. Uh-huh. So is this still in your floating phase where it was still kind of a side gig, still didn't exactly know what you wanted to do, or you didn't really know how to be a musician and seemed out of reach? Yes. How <laughs> did you, answer. do you remember when it clicked? Because getting out of that phase can be hard. I don't, I don't, um, I will not deny the fact that I'm still partly in it. You know, because it's it's because I'm living here. And I think that's a lot of the reason. Gotcha. Um, But you just got to pull yourself out of it all the time. It's just like that book. You'll fail every day, but it doesn't matter. If you you recognize it and you're getting better at it, that's, you know, that's all you can do. Right. But there was a point when you committed more to music. Um, yes. It, yeah. Right after uh, college was when I was like uh, once or twice a week-ish playing music. And 
I was didn't know anything about marketing myself or like how to do that or even how to like write a song. But yeah, and then in about 2015, we, my parents were like, we will produce an EP for you if you want to start to make your own go of this. And then uh, I wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. And then uh, about a, like, you know, 100 or 200 songs later, I had those four for my first EP, which were released in 2016. You wrote 200 songs. Something like that. Parts of songs. They're all like, you know, it's all... The creative process. Yeah, yeah. It's all... <laughs> and that's uh, what it takes. Yeah, what was that? So back to the deal. Because the deal seems... Yeah. Pretty important. You're trying to figure out all these things, and then you get that offer. All these things. <laughs> uh, yeah, she makes fun of me. Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2015. In 2015, mm-hmm. and maybe so you you're still trying to figure out what the heck you want to do with your life, and your parents give you this offer to make your own your own EP. And I didn't know what that meant. Like, I didn't know, I knew what it meant, like, logically and in, in my brain. Mm. Uh, but I didn't uh, understand what it, what it would take. Yeah. It just seems to me like someone that's doing a side thing, going from that to all of a sudden writing 200 plus songs, seems like a big transition. Sure. So was it, did something click? Did something say, oh, shit, I have a chance to make something on my own? Or oh man, maybe this music thing will work out. Or what... I don't know if it was What made you write the 200 songs? Back to Basketball, man. It was all... my it just cycle my, my parents in? were like... Did the training just Sure. It's kick all... In? Yeah, I would... I would um, yeah, I would go... I would come up here and, or wherever, wherever it was at that time and just do... Stay in the studio for hours and hours and hours and like have these like half songs or whatever, parts of songs or whatever... My parents would be better at... See, it's like weird, because I don't... This is all very blurry to me, because I wasn't thinking about it while, while I was doing it. It was just happening. So I can't... I don't have specific points that I remember. It's all very blurry, but who would... My parents would remember it much better than me. But uh, I don't remember if there was one specific thing that made me go, I want to do this. Uh, it was kind of just You had there. this discipline to you, and you were writing... On this act of discipline, yeah. and all of a sudden, you had something at the end. Yeah, I had four songs. Four at the song end. EP, and then I, yeah, that's it. The end. <laughs> uh, oh, you ain't getting off that easy. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I really don't remember this, but it just kind of it it. Uh, well, I kind of remember. I remember when the EP came out. I remember when. All of a sudden, you had songs of your own, and we we tried to keep connected, but still, I mean, we were in different sure. cities, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm like, holy shit, Charlie has songs out uh-huh, that yeah. are his own, and Check from there, Spotify, yeah, oh they were God. on Spotify, Guys, they were Spotify, they were all over the place, and go follow like, me on Spotify, <laughs> come follow Charlie on Charlie Spotify, Morgan, yeah. and um. It just, it seems like things started to really roll from the outside. So what was going on? Really? On the inside. That's interesting. Uh, craziness. I didn't know what Because it seems like songs. you, 
You well, had them, but there's so, still this gray area right. of we you're, had, you're forging your own trail and you have no idea which direction yes, you're and going. and that is seriously uh, led the way by them. I didn't know. By your parents. What I, yeah, by my parents. Sorry, this is not a video podcast. Why would it be? <laughs> they were like, you know, I'm pretty, I, I think that they told me if you want to be good at this, you got to start writing. You got to start writing music. And then that's when I started to like dedicate myself really a lot to it. And uh, that's also uh, another, that's also really hard to do because you don't realize at the beginning, oh, you're going to suck at songwriting, but everybody does. So that's fine. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like everything. Yeah, you suck at everything heard, once you start. Um, this is going to sound weird, but I heard Ed Sheeran in an interview talk about you're going to write songs. You're gonna, it's like turning on a tap first uh, for the first time. It's going to come out dirty. Then, then, then you get the clean stuff eventually. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I'm near that point at this point, but I don't know yet. So, yeah, and that was, so that was hard. And that, but it was also, uh, fun. And, uh, you had a question. What was it? <laughs> no, it was every, good. All these, every it was time good. I end, it's like, what was the question? <laughs> I think, well, that's a, I think that's a perfect I don't have a example good of, what I'm it's you. not, it's just, <laughs> I feel like a lot of your life too, you've been really, there's no, your parents have helped. Yeah. But there hasn't been a set path like a lot of people take. A lot of people, no. they go to college, they get a degree, they get a job, they work the ladder, they get as high as they can go, and they retire. Yeah. And you are literally in no man's land. Yeah. And you've been going through this haze from the moment that you stopped playing baseball and quit the program for vocal performance, mm-hmm. and the rest has just been on your, your own. So <laughs> I can completely get it. And I'm sure, I mean, the EP was probably a big spot highlight like okay maybe it was you don't even remember yeah it was. but to me looking in it no, looked it like a big spot no it was uh, <laughs> it was having something out there that's yours is awesome right it's fun it's... was that kind of the first yes that when was. you're like okay yeah. i can do this mm-hmm. yeah and after i wrote the first after i wrote change me after you wrote change me yeah which is still the outro to uh-huh. all of my podcasts and i love it and it was yeah my dad's been Hundred hours on that song, um, so that's all thanks, to, all thanks to them, all thanks to him. But he did all the production on that. My mom wrote the second verse in that song. Like, how weird is that to say out loud? But you guys were working together, yeah. So it was cool and, and then, the family dynamic. Yeah. So we and... would have like these like green light sessions, right? So I would produce a demo or a half a song up here or something that's original, and then we like maybe we, and then I'd, I'd put them in these in this folder that we all have access to, and we'd let like five or six of them stack up. And then we'd go have a green light session, which is we all sit around and listen and decide what song we want to do next. Yeah. As a family. And that's our family time. So then you guys are starting to get yeah. into a groove. Well, right? yeah. Getting into a groove. You're sure, starting, yeah, yeah. And that's probably getting you out of the haze, yes. out of the, that got the me out cloudy of that portion yeah, yeah. of your Plus, life. I'm very much a person that likes to have a goal. And for me, yeah. the goal was to get a song done and so we can have a green light session. And so you I never so really I had impress. that before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and part of it was like I like to be able, I would like to be able to impress my parents with the song, so that's part of it. You know, it's like always wanting your parents, uh, right? Whatever. Oh yeah, everyone has. Sure, that. everyone wants that. So like, imagine the harshness of your parents like ripping through a song that you just wrote. Yeah, 
Or, well, that also happened with sports, too, because they were, you know my dad, he's like, I do. minces zero <laughs> words. But, uh, but that's very blunt, in a very good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a that's, very good way. That's how he got where he is now. It's very good. But yeah, yeah. But uh, when you're seven years old and uh, he's, he's telling you that your swing is that, yeah, sucky. Yeah. Or then that you gotta yeah, go shoot then. 500 shots today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. But, but yeah, that, that process got me out of that. So you're starting to come out of it a little bit, but mm. as we were talking before, and I've known you for a long time, and I know that you've battled this for a long time. It's Nate, right? Nathan? Okay, got Sometimes, it. Charlie. Got that room tone. Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> got that room tone Sometimes. <laughs> you make me so angry. Hey. Oh, how dare you. <laughs> You're my 50th episode. Back off in 50th. <laughs> yeah. You don't even remember my name. Second grade. Steve? This is Mayo's class. Rick? Yeah, Oh, like kill me. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just going to slowly itch myself out this window. All right. Um, <laughs> I've known you for a long time, and uh-huh. a lot of the, well, we talked about this before the podcast, and this has kind of been a plague of, you always seemed in the background. Yeah. Um, so you're getting some momentum, but put, you didn't really well accept the role of going sure. to the forefront. Or I was, and I'll, and a lot of these gigs too kind of fell right into that because there were a lot of background music stuff where I could just, I'm like, I'm back here guys, I'm not the star of the show, nobody look at me, like kind of thing, but, um, so yeah, I kind of fell right into that and I, I like doing that, the, doing that kind of stuff, but it's, uh, yeah, I wasn't really thinking about me first. And I think a ton, a ton of people yeah. suffer from this. Sure. That... I need to put myself out there. Uh, yeah. And I'll, for you, it stemmed from a lot of things, including high school sports. I know it's really hard for you. Yeah. That, and that's why that's where that came from. Right. Because yeah. it was, we had to put that we had some bad coaches would be a very uh-huh. grossly understatement. Uh-huh. Very big understatement. For all the, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a lot. It was not good. It was, um, how old were we in eighth grade? Dad, 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there. Uh, it was um, life altering at fifteen. Currently, yeah, have I always I have the same feelings today that I that I had that he you know he that our co- that my ba- my middle school basketball coach uh, resurrected and resurrected is not the right word. Came from out of my out of me what. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's just, I had the same, it was weird because that's when all that anxiety happened and it was physical. Like during the day, I was just trying to get, from middle school to the end of high school, I was just trying to make it through the day. Like every day. Like I wasn't thinking about social skills, I wasn't thinking about girls or like the the usual stuff that high school boys think about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was thinking about how am I going to get through practice today? How am I going to get through the game today? I can't eat. I can't move. It's physical. It was completely 100% physical. And I still have that before some gigs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's uh, where it gets a little rough. But also part of me likes having that there because it means I I, I care about what I'm doing. Right. Yes. Yeah, but... Hence the song, All These Things. That's why I wrote that song. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. That line's in there. Maybe I don't want to wake up. There's a line in there and that's why I don't... And I'm sure, I mean, that that was a basis, and that happened in baseball yeah. as well. And 
especially for yeah. in, I now didn't play in baseball. But yes, yeah, so I was less nervous about that. But oh yeah, that's for you, many I mean, many different reasons. Sure, that's for many different reasons, including that our coach was awful and didn't Google, know coach a baseball team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We'll probably leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> yep, that seems like a good place to. Uh, but that—that's there was like a foundation set when you were younger of, you know, this anxiety, performance anxiety. Do I want to be in the spotlight? Is being in the spotlight a good thing? And now you're almost choosing a career. You have this EP. You're doing all these gigs of being in the spotlight. Uh-huh. So how in the world did you overcome that? Um, survival. Is it just, is because you thought there was no other options? Is it because you dedicated so much time? Is it because you no. loved music? Yeah. It's, the, it's that last one there. It's because you were so passionate about music, you said, screw, it's, um, screw it, it's I'm going like, to get over this. Um, so the first time I booked a gig, um, I've, I felt like it was like the clearest thing in the world to me. The first time I booked a separate gig through, the, through a, like a website or whatever, it felt like, you're supposed to do this, dude. You're, su- you're supposed to do this. And I've never felt like that before. I'm not religious or anything at all. Whatever. Buddhism. Yeah. <laughs> but it like, it pulled me towards it. You know? Mm-hmm. Like the force in Star Wars. TIE Fighter. Uh-huh. Making all kind of references today. <laughs> I cannot stay on topic. Jesus. But no, uh, yeah, you're, you're all over the place today. I'm just going to go ahead and say this. As an interviewer, this is tough. Sorry. But. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Dig deeper. Oh, kill me. Um, um, but yeah, so it was... Uh... <laughs> because, yeah, it seems like you're getting all this momentum and then you hit this anxiety wall. And, yeah. and then, but this passion kind of brought you past it. I know this is something I definitely deal with yeah. in podcasting, in online business. It's like, am I doing the right thing? Like, right. I love it. I'm doing it. Am I good enough? Yeah. And... You had the extra layer of all the sports foundation of having some really terrible coaches and yeah. giving you really terrible mindsets. Yeah. So I'm also a generally socially anxiety anxious person. And I think anxiety person. Anxiety person. Come on. That's, that's a word. <laughs> but luckily anxiety's in right now. <laughs> anxiety's <laughs> trendy. Apparently it's trendy. Anxious awkwardness is in right now. But uh yeah, so that's where that stemmed from, was sports. So how do you get over it? What, what's it? So you like having it a little I bit. I never, never said I was. Or so I you're on a gig. You, you've told yeah, me yeah. some of the story. So sure. go to a gig that you've had, and um, so you're feeling this anxiety wall come up well, and smack you in the face. A lot of it is like this really small stuff, like walking into a gig. You know, you got your guitar. You got whatever, you got to carry all this shit past people who are like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, we don't know why you're here. And then it's just all like the small social smallness of it. that like the, the abnormality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, you know, um, and then like, I don't know anybody at this gig. Like, I'm on break. What, who do I talk to? I don't want to play Freebird, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Um, and then Every gig. Dealing with, yeah. dealing with people who don't want to pay you can fuck the right, can fuck off. Like, seriously. Um, Bar owners, I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I, I played a lot of dive bars and, and stuff, leading uh, along with the uh, bistro gigs and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it was uh, the most recent one where it was kind of like, oh, everything's cool. Is is when I was playing at Jack's Casino, 
in a VIP lounge. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Things started to get accumulate, and so yeah, I, I I did this like weird audition for Jax, and that was another anxiety thing where I I went in thinking we were gonna have like a meeting in like a room, just like a like I was gonna talk to the guy who was booking the the show or whatever. And he's like, yeah, bring bring a guitar and just play a song at the end or whatever. And I'm like, okay, it'll be in like this small little cubicle room or whatever and we'll just talk. And um, So he brings me up to like this floor and we had this like pre-meeting on this couch in the hallway. And he's like, yeah, yeah, so how much do you charge? And I'm like, blah, blah, whatever. And like, yeah, yeah, so what kind of stuff do you play? Do you think you can play this and this and this? I'm like, yeah. I mean, he's like, okay, what do you, what do you think you're going to play if someone like this comes into the bar? I'm like, okay, uh, something like, I don't know. Uh, I told him something upbeat or something like that. But then we go into this huge ballroom um, where he has me play for like an empty giant ballroom where the, like you know where they're setting up for some other event or something. And he's like throwing things at. He's like, what if like, what if like a bachelorette party came in? What would you play then? And then he's like, he's like tossing, and I'm, luckily I have all these covers in the back of my head. Oh, so he's just throwing everything yeah. at you. Possible. And he's filming it for the for the higher ups, you know, so he can send it to him and stuff like that. So it was just very strange. Um, but that's how I got that gig. So then I was playing uh, this library gig with like a VIP lounge. That's where you go to like the 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 older folks go. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like a buffet there, and and you go there to kind of like relax and chill out and stuff and. Uh, live music from 7 to 11, so that's me. So then uh, I start, and it's like, I start playing the first couple hours, like, it's just like a normal background gig or whatever, and I'm just like, oh, it's fine, they're paying me quite a bit. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, one of the tables, like during one of my breaks, one of the tables calls me over and says, hey, are you the musician? And I said, yeah. I said, well, my, like, she was like a 45-year-old woman or something, my... Was it grandmother, maybe? I think she was like this old lady. She was like a hundred. She's like one of her one of her special songs is that song "Hallelujah" by Jeff Buckley. Can you play that? And I was like, Oh my God, yes, absolutely. So then you love that song. Yeah, I yeah. well, of course you play it a lot. Rest in peace. Yeah, uh, but then so yeah, I started playing it, and she like brought her up next to me and was like taking pictures and like while I was playing it, and like it was like a big deal. I think she might have uh, gotten married to that song or something. How old is that song? Uh, I don't know. But then after that, I started to have a crowd. Um, I started playing more upbeat stuff. People were like applause break after every song. And that's, you know. That's the goal. Boom. Yeah, that's, that's the, the goal. goal. And then I, I would get, I was handing out cards. People coming up to me saying, hey, man, you got a really unique sound. Uh, can I have a card? Stuff like that. The guy, <laughs> you guys are young folks. So one of the guys comes up to me, older guy. He goes, hey, I know this guy. Um, who books the band Color Me Bad. <laughs> and, like, like they're currently, like, you know how all these old bands are, like, putting out new albums and, like, going on tour and stuff? Yeah. They're like, yeah, I want to, like, get them into your stuff. You have a really unique voice. And I'm like, what? What? So, like, what if my breakout is me opening up for Color Me Bad? That would be... <laughs> I would go to that concert. <laughs> yes. That's perfect demo for my stuff. But it kind of is, actually. Yeah, so this yeah. was kind of... Uh, but, yeah, so that was a good one. This was, like, this was, was like, like a big... Reason. This was a big moment for you. It seems yeah. like you've come a That's long when, way, yes. and you had to do it yourself. And then you get to this moment where you get to play for this woman, her own yeah. song, and... Everyone's clapping for you, and you're the musician. Like sure. you're, you're, you're 
the forefront. You battled the high school mentality, sports mentality, and then you're you're there. What yeah. what was going on in your head? Were you just were you soaking it in? Was it like I made it? Was it just another day at the office? Uh, what? I wasn't thinking, and that's the first time that's ever happened. Not that, that's not the first time it's ever happened. That's 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 when that happens. You know how like you're not supposed to be thinking about past. No amount of regret can fix the past. No amount of anxiety can fix the future. That's like what I am all the time. But when I'm playing music, it is the opposite of that. I, just I, I exist only in that second. I don't exist anywhere else. You know what I mean? So you were present. Yeah, yeah. And you were just. And I don't remember there. it. The, like so, I just went up to Nashville. I played it. I played it like the biggest open mics at one of the biggest open mics they have down there it's called the commodore grill it's at like this holiday inn it's gorgeous up there and um i know zero people and i go in there and they have this they make you stay for this show like in the round show where they have like songwriters who are veterans of nashville they go up and play music for four hours or whatever so then i waited and the open mic is right after that so i'm the first one to play right after that so that jeez yeah it's yeah to so I'm ordering food or whatever and, and uh, seeing all these other people walk in who are like really nervous and like they sit down and I'm like, oh yeah, open mic, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I'm like talking to this one kid and he, this is not the, the story, but he was, uh, he looked like he was like 30, 35 or whatever and he was like, he was like I was like, how long have you been writing songs? He's like, oh, for about seven or eight years and then um, it's like, yeah, I do some, I do like deep country stuff and I'm like, whoa, how old are you? He's like, I'm 18. And there's, and I'm like, are you kidding me? And he's like, yeah, this is my first open mic in Nashville. I just moved down here like two months ago. Whoa. Like, whoa. <laughs> um, so at that point, I relaxed. It's because I knew that people do it. It happens to other people too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the only one who feels uh, like that or like that. Because like the whole night, I'm, I'm kind of freaking out. So then I get up there, and I'm the first one, and I play Change Me, and I don't remember it. You were just in. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't moment. remember it at all. It was uh, supposedly there was applause afterwards. I guess <laughs> I don't know, but you know, it was kind of cleared out at that point. Not not you know because people come and come and go. But but yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of like it. that. Where but that's what makes music. I remember, like right. I remember talking before the the song, and then right after watching them because it was in the round thing. Like where I would play, I played, and then they played. Mm-hmm. I remember that, and then I remember parts of the applause afterwards, and, and yeah, it was it was all very in the moment. That's what I love about music, is that it is I don't uh, people again alcohol, drugs, they go to that kind of stuff. I really don't need that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you can write a song. A, one song can change someone's mood in twenty seconds or whatever. Yeah, that's that's you know that's all you need. Uh, but this was your big moment. This yeah. is. Um, it seems like everything kind of accumulated to this moment. There, there was a lot of haze and anxiety that you had to work through. Yeah. And at the same time, you got to, you, through the love of music, you broke out of a, what I believe is a very dangerous part of everyone's life. That They go through a hazy, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't have a direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had something that I was going <laughs> to say about that. But yeah, so you you able to sing to this, you able to sing this lady, you were able to get out of that anxiety mode and step to the forefront, something that you were very scared of in the beginning. Yeah. And or attempt to step to the forefront, which is that's all that's that's what it starts with. 
you got you got to start. Yeah. So after all of that, you to me from the outside looking in, you're breaking through as a musician. You got your own stuff. You're playing mm-hmm. gigs of your own stuff. You're thinking about moving to Nashville. You're like you're on the trail. Yeah. And for a lot of people, not only in music, but are trying to do their own thing, are trying to make their own art, right? And are scared of making that step forward mm-hmm. to the to the limelight. What would you say to them? Um, you never know until you try. Until you do it, you never know until you do it. Just do it, Nike. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what? That's so funny. I saw I was at the gym today and I saw a guy with that shirt on. Just said, "Just do it." Think of how deep, deeply resonant that idea is, right? Just do it. It sounds like this kind of surfacey thing that, like, it sounds good as, as, as a Nike thing, right? Yeah. But you never know until you just do it. No amount of thinking about it will prepare you. Obviously, you need to prepare some, you know, here and there. Right. But you have to start, especially in the entertainment uh, field, which is where I think a lot of us struggle is that is we overthink ourselves into a you know early grave yeah and it was um and realizing that getting into the game is the biggest step that you can take and not if Mm -hmm. you're frozen before you take that step right then nothing's gonna happen much easier to get into the game now easier to get into it to be good at it you know to be like in the top whatever pop star or whatever those that's only like one percent of the of the people in who are trying to do it right are are the ones that we see but it's easier than ever to just make a song and put it up on spotify right anybody can do that what else anything all right sir i think that's um that is charlie milken in a nutshell the man behind the oyster jams (laughs) yeah the musician coming out of cincinnati about to take on the world Uh uh-huh yeah and any last words? You're welcome for that theme song, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be there forever. Change Me is one of my favorites, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh-huh. And as a 50-episode celebration to, I guess, myself? Is this a good <laughs> to myself? I guess it is to you, because, yeah. Um, Charlie here has been kind enough to play the, the, his famous outro music mm-hmm. that we love so much. Live on tape. Live on tape. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's going to be so bad. So thank you for tuning in to Oyster World Radio. This has been another, another wonderful, I can't believe, 50 episodes. 50 episodes. And I am here with my friend Troy Milken. And, well, this is my last stop before I go to Germany. So, Troy, do you mind sending me off a little bit? My pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Charlie. Ready? Send me off, baby. Feel like I've been ready since the age of 18 Ain't nobody gonna stop me cause it's always been my dream To wake up in the morning, see how many people call Just to see how great my concert was the night before Before anything can happen, it's the bad for what I need Been going for a while, gotta stop and just breathe Everything's the same, but everything's changed In my mind, I'm freaking out, don't know who to blame I just feel so ready Like a million held back, I'm unsteady Thinking to myself, hey, let's just do this 
And I can't take control of my life if I'm too busy looking at the stars and thinking about all the time that's gone by. It's time for a change in my day-to-day scene. Time to turn around from that clock, yeah. Face the mirror and change me. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, 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 You'll feel less and less like you're being chased by a mob And if there's one thing that I want, it's not to be a sob So I'll be looking like my whole life's been robbed I just feel so ready Like I'm being held back, I'm unsteady Thinking for myself, so let's just do this And I can't take control of my life, dear I'm too busy looking at the stars And thinking about all the time that's gone by Change to my day to day scene. Time to turn around from that clock, yeah. Face the mirror and change me. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, oh, oh. I thought my whole life I've been pretending, but real. My life, I'm too busy looking at the stars and thinking about the time that's gone by. It's time for a change in my day to day scene. Time to turn around from that clock, yeah. Face a mirror and change me. Whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, oh. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. This is Oyster World Radio and Charlie Milliken signing off. Thank you, guys, for listening. 50 episodes. Congrats on 50, boo. 50 episodes (laughs) in the books. And I can't wait to give you more and more. I'll see you guys in Germany. And until then, bye. I'll see you next time.